So we are in a series called Counterculture, and this is actually the second week. And I'd like us, if you don't mind, uh, the key or the core verse for this series is Romans chapter 12, verse 2. If you'd stand with me as we read this out loud together. I know that's a little old school, but it'll keep you engaged uh, for sure. But let's read with me. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And you may be seated. I love uh, the word of God in the message says it a little, I know I shared this last week a little differently. And that is that, you know, don't get so well adjusted that you're just, uh, you know, you just fit in without thinking. It means fix your attention on God. There's so many things to fix our attention on and recognize it says readily recognize what God wants from you. And I think we all want that. I'd like to be in the path and in the plan of God. And so rec- be able to recognize that and, uh, knowing God brings out the best in us, but he also wants to, and this is what I want to be developed a well-formed maturity. I want him to put that in me. How many else wants a well-formed maturity that God puts in you? Some of you are like, I'm not raising my hand. No, that didn't sound like any fun at all. Can I tell you it's full of blessing. It's full of more than you can think or imagine as he shares with us. But so today, really what I want us to focus in on is this series. I'm trying to do slices. If you missed last week, you can go back and listen to that through the app or on the website, but kind of open the door a little bit. And I realize there needs to be a foundational piece. And we're going to go on and talk about a lot of other slices of things that deal with counterfeit. And this is actually paralleling our student ministries on Wednesday evening, uh, their, you know, adjusted to their version and their uh, culture. But this recognizing worthlessness, worthlessness, there's a lot that is said about worth. And, and when you think about that, and, and I'm just picking some verses that use those words, because many times we just think it's an adjective, you know, let him not be dece- deceive himself by trusting in what is worthless. And I, that's in Job, but we're going to find out actually worthless is a name. It's actually a person. And we're going to get to that in just a second. Here's another one talking about in the very beginning and as creation was breaking forth, there was a, there was a serpent who what deceived Eve. And, and so we know that there's an, there's another element that we deal with. And with they, she was even the mankind was even starting to deal with it there. We also find in Titus, it says again about deception. And we may use that as a path, another Sunday, but don't become enslaved. I don't know about you. I can have been deceived before I've been lured into something and I have been enslaved by it over time. Has anybody ever had anything they were enslaved to? You don't have to raise your hand, but I think we all know what I'm talking about. Uh, for some, it may just be chocolate or some may it be this or that, but there's a lot more stuff that you can get enslaved to that he's talking about. I love in Galatians, and this is a whole sermon could be uh, taught through this scripture, but again, do, don't be, do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. I think when I, if I were to Google that word through the, or search the Bible, there would be so many times that the, the, the Bible, the, the, the book of life would be saying, look, don't be deceived, which requires us to know how to not be deceived. But he also talks about don't mock God, meaning, well, I can kind of sow this way and it's okay. And I can sow that way. I mean, do life and do life and give life and receive. No, he's saying, look, what you sow is what you're going to get. If you slow from a fleshly standpoint or a, a deceived spirit, you're going to receive the things that they can reward you, which is false and counterfeit. If you sow from the spirit of God, that's a capital S there, then you'll receive of the spirit eternal life. And it's a great thing to be reminded. But what we need to learn how to do as people, and I'm talking, this man, this sermon spoke to me, is discerning the genuine. 
Okay, discerning the genuine. So I, I'd like to read a quick little story, and then I got another thing. I want some of you are wondering why the money's in your in your uh, bulletins, and I'll come to that in a minute. But here's a here's a an interesting story. It says a Chinese boy who wanted to learn about jade, you know, the rock, the the stone, went to study with a talented old teacher. This gentle man put a piece of precious stone into his hand and told him to hold it tight. Then he began to talk of philosophy and men and women and the sun and almost everything under it. After an hour, he took back the stone and sent the boy home. That procedure repeated for several weeks, and the boy became frustrated. When, when would he be told about the jade? Uh, he was too polite, however, to question the wisdom of the venerable teacher. And so then one day, when the old man put a stone into his hands, the boy cried out instinctively, that's not jade. Now, the reason I bring that little story to you is, is how would he have known it's not jade by just putting it back in his hand? In your bulletin, and if you didn't get a bulletin, you missed out. We were handing out money today. Look in your bulletin. And in this service, there are a lot of counterfeit bills, but there are some real dollar bills. And if anybody has a real one, give a shout out. All right. And there's 10 per service. And so I only see four or five. That means some of you better run back there and check the bulletins because there's cash to be made here. So how do you know which is counterfeit and which is not? Somebody jumped out and said, well, he doesn't have, mine has Chinese markings on it. I know that's counterfeit. Okay. That's so they wouldn't get in, in trouble with the, you know, as counterfeiting this, whoever made this, but uh, look at it. It, it, it. How would you know? Shout out. What, what helps you know it's not counterfeit? Pardon? What do you think? What's counterfeit? What is it? The feel? What else? Funny ink. What it looks like. Type of paper right? But what if you'd never held a dollar bill before? What if you'd never held a dollar bill before? How would you know which one's real? See what I mean? So, so many times, here's what, when we think of anything, I was using money as an example here, but to find out what's genuine, you all said a lot of these is we need to be familiar with it. When we talk about the truth of God, you've got to be familiar with the truth. And where's the truth found? It's found in the Bible. But if you're not familiar with it, how would you really know if it's counterfeit or if it's real? We just all assume because we've handled money before that we already have those definers in our, in our, in what would help us know that. But if you'd never, if I'd have handed you a, a yen and a yen, some artificial yen, you'd never have handled it a lot. Some of you may have, but I haven't. Uh, but what it looks like, what it feels like, what it smells like, what it walks like. Now I'm start, starting to talk about humans, right? Or uh, animals or living, what it acts like, how it reacts. That's really what determines your framework. For that. And then you're to compare it to a standard, a standard of understanding, a standard of training or reasoning. You know, we just were talking about currency, but how about precious stones? How do you know if it's a real diamond or a ruby or not? How about precious metals like gold and silver? There are tests. It brings it back to a standard that can bring that. Some of you all know all this. I didn't. So I'll give you a little trivia here. Like a diamond. The key to a diamond's value is its rarity. Not any two diamonds are alike. Isn't that like us? Not any two people are exactly alike. We can be from the same family. And even identical twins really have a different uh, uh, course God has set for their lives, even though they may look and smell and talk anyway. But it's cut, color, quality, carrots. I thought carrots we ate. But anyway, uh, but ultimately it's determined about how much somebody will pay for them. You know, you can hold up the $2 million diamond and if I can't pay for it, it doesn't have much value to me, right? I can have a box of diamonds and if the commodity of trade is uh, potatoes and nobody really cares about diamonds, then potatoes is more value. Do you see what I'm saying here? How about gold? 
A key factor for gold is what? What's that word? Purity. It's amazing that the purity of this substance determines its value. And, and I'm not, I, I know God works on us and there's all kinds of illustrations about purifying us and uh, change my heart, oh Lord. And yes, he's going to do that, but he loves you without you having to be 24 karat to start with. I love the fact that he's always refining us. Amen. But in gold, 24 karats, 99.9%. And there, but most jewelry doesn't, is not 24 karat because it's too soft. But again, you can have a pickup load full of gold, and if you're hungry and they don't care about gold, it's not worth much. You see, it's who's, what somebody's willing to pay for it. So recognizing worth is one way, but also I think today, because I believe it's so important, I think we're missing it in our culture, is recognizing worthless. See, worthless is a person. It was, I mentioned, we saw that in scripture in Genesis, but scripture frequently refers to Satan as what? Belial or Bealil, or I call it Beliar because he's a liar. That's just my interpretation, but it's, it really means worthless. And so we're talking about Satan is worthless. And, and I've, I've never thought about that in, in, in my thinking about good and evil and, and light and dark, but, but I want you to understand who really worthless is. I'm going to share a little bit with you here. Uh, when we look at uh, this worthless person, he is an imposter. He, he's full of pretense. In fact, it says that Satan disguises himself as the angel of light. I thought we were all light bearers and you know, that a light has to always be right and true and pure. And, but no, he, he's a deceiver and he's still a deceiver. He what? It's not a past tense thing. He's still here. Let's look on and see what this looks like. So how many know that if you could really identify worthless, you might have more victory. How many, how many think that? The rest of you, I don't know where you're at or you just don't like raising your hand, pastor. All right, I'm going to get out of your system. Okay, everybody all at once. Now, the rest of the time, you don't have to raise your hand. Okay. (laughs) So this person we're talking about, this person we'll call or name worthless, he was, he's formerly an archangel. Okay, he, 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 in fact, Lucifer is his name, but it was originally penned as the light bearer, the shiny one. Uh, we find that in Isaiah. He was un, a unique creation. God made him unique. He designed him with musical instruments and, and ability. He was, he was hardwired to be a, a, a being, a very being that, that worshiped God. And when we think of worship, obviously, there's a worth ship. There's a worth in the someone. And so we've got to make sure what we're worshiping, you know, some people worship their golf clubs or somebody might worship their whatever, whatever, whatever. Make sure it's somebody worthy of worship. And of course we know our Lord is the most worthy of worship, but here's this appointed person. He, he, he's a, been, he was designed and put in a position of honor. He was actually appointed and, and, and he has authority. He's the angelic priest of heaven. That's who we're talking about. This wasn't just some casual angel. This was the big guy. All right. He was first, they say, much like what the breastplate of Aaron. That's what he was entrusted in wearing. Now, that's, we're going to see here in some scripture how they've come up with that. But he was over all the worshipers. And you all know what we're to do the rest of our lives when we get to heaven is when we are there with the Lord. There's going to be a lot of worship. There's going to be all kinds of praising God and the glory of God. And the, you know, do you y'all agree? Yeah. You, okay. You've read that too. So he was over all the worshipers. This is a pretty important dude in heaven. And when he finally, or when he, 
His heart changed. In fact, he had so much influence that one-third of God's angels followed him. And guess where he was thrown to? Earth. Our strata right here. And so he's alive and well, and he's functioning. This archangel, okay, what happened to him is he fell in love with, say that word with me, self instead of God. Now you say, Pastor, that just shocks me. I've never heard anything like it. Have you looked around in our culture right now how many people are infatuated with themselves about obtaining stuff for self, uh, protecting self? You know, I don't mind helping people once myself is taken care of. I mean, all kinds of self, self. And that's what happened to worthless. And I don't bet you I don't ever want to be worthless myself. I want my wife to have meaning and potential. So here he is. He didn't want to serve God anymore. No, nope, I'm not going to be a servant. I want to be served. See how co- contrasting that is to the Son of God. I came to serve and not be served. And that's the. This is the antichrist. Do you see how the parallel works out? I want you to really understand who we're talking about. He he esteemed himself. You know, I went to have the right degree. I went to the right school. Look at the business I've developed. Look at the family that I have. I have one point seven five children. I've made all the statistics. I mean, you know, I got a Labrador Retriever and a Chihuahua, so I cover all in a poodle in the middle. I don't know a ter- terrier. I mean, he, he he esteemed himself so much. All right, that I'm worthy of an upgrade. I'm worthy of a new car. It doesn't get any better than this. I, I deserve a break today. I deserve a break. He, and I'm just giving you the, the light version. He was all about himself. And he began to worship, really, himself. So if you turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 28, I'm, I'm going to read you a passage that many scholars say that it is a Really that they're talking about Satan, who is the king, and that the prince would be uh, who this king empowers on the world or the earth. But it's really talking about two people, and it's addressing the the prince and the king of of Tyree, starting in uh, verse 11. It says, you were the signet of perfection, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. Have you seen very many people in our culture hung up with beauty? I mean, mean, and they measure against what? The media and what they've been told is beautiful. Can I tell you, every human is beautiful in some way, inside or out. I mean, every human that's created by God, there's a beauty in them if we look hard and long enough. Amen? Doesn't matter what you weigh. Doesn't matter what you look, what, how you dress. Are you short, tall, whatever, blue eyes, brown eyes, black? I don't know. But you're beautiful. Look at somebody and say, man, you're beautiful. And if you don't know them, see if they've got t- time for lunch. Okay. Full of wisdom, full of beauty. He said, look, you were in Eden. So this is, this is, he was there. We talked, we read about in Genesis, the serpent, right? He, you were in Eden, the garden of God and every precious stone. And it lists all these stones. That's where we get the, the breastplate of Aaron kind of comes from. And on that day you were created, they were prepared. All this was put together at creation. And you were what? You were anointed garden or guardian cherub. I placed you in the holy mountain in the midst of the stones. And you were blameless. Kind of sounds close to the you know, we talk about antichrist, real close to Christ before the anti came in. If you think about it, a lot of perfection here. But it says in verse 15, until or till unrighteousness was found in you. Folks, when evil comes into our midst, God cannot occupy evil. Now, he'll cover you with his blood and be able to love on you and see you. But, but in this situation, he could not remain. 
And so in verse 16, he talks about, and it wasn't just a, an oopsie. It wasn't just a one-time thing. It was like your trade, what you were ongoingly doing and what you were, were sowing and manifesting out, it, it was profane. I'm going to cast you out. It, it was about sinning against me. You were coming against me. So I'm casting this you out from, you, you, oh, garden of, guardian cherub. I'm casting you out. I'm separating you. Again, sending you to this earth. And this comes out of scripture. Your heart was proud because of your beauty. You're, you're what? You corrupt, you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. See, it's all about me. It says, I cast you to the ground, I expose you before. Look, this is what God does when we allow ourselves to become prideful and self-centered. He does not smile on that. Verse 18, and there was all this that went, but look, they were consuming you. We can get caught up in, in things that grab a hold of us. We can get caught up in the schemes of the devil now because that's who he is. It's in his character. This is called not just Satan, not just Lucifer. This is worthless. Say that with me, worthless. Imagine recognizing worthless for what it really is, worthless. Equipped, appointed, was supposed to lead for all eternity. That was his design. He chose to magnify himself, esteem himself. Really the forerunner of sin as we read it in Genesis. He was all about self. And I know when I look at the at Googling uh, on the internet, you know, we got self-help books and self-help this and self-worth things. And may, can I tell you, I'm all about improving. I read a lot of, you know, uh, leadership books and I'd read about church growth and all that. So I love learning, but when you begin to take it, it's all about you. You know, there's a, that's not a, a worship song. It's all about me, Jesus, all about me. No, it's all about you. You see, do you remember the old song? That's, some of you are like, I have never heard that song, okay. But I've got to let us know that, look, he doesn't run around with a pitchfork and p- horns and a pointed tail. He, is, ha, he has spent all these generations learning the art of deception. He he's, he's seduces us, promising us this self-gratification. And the pornography industry loves that particular aspect of him. Or, or any aspect of that. And we're going to talk about some of these. Whenever we get to that, I'll make sure it's a PG. I'll let you know in advance. But, but, but listen, he, 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 look, if you'll just, and if you'll just, you know what? If, as long as you're window shopping and don't buy, it's okay. You deserve that. You know, you really do deserve that. If, uh, well, what do you, uh, am I, do I need to give more examples? Everybody kind of going with that. But here's what happens. Many times, you know, for years, I, I was a smokeless tobacco guy, okay? And, and, and I tried to quit. And, and, you know, I even had the, the circle on the, on the jeans to prove it. You know, every young man needs to make sure their jeans look like that, right? Some women like that too. And yet, I t- it, 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 look, it enslaved me, me trying to be part of the crew and part of the, 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 the running. I know none of you have ever been enslaved to anything, but, but it did, and it took the, the deliverance of Jesus to, to allow me to, to, to lay it down, and it'd be finished. I'm not against any of that. It's just if it becomes your God, though, then it's a problem. But it enslaves us. Addiction, addiction, but I can tell you what he enslaves us most with is fear. Loss of hope fear. And here it is. 
He's doing it because he envies God. And I want to tell you real quick that the difference between jealous and envy, we can be jealous to protect our family. And jealousy many times is, is, is about that if you, you think about it. But envy is like, I don't really like that you have that. I'm a little dis, discontent. I don't like that you have that. And I really wish you didn't have it. And I want it. And I want to kind of take your place. He envied the Lord. Worthless. Self-centered. It's interesting, our Lord Jesus, when he went in, was brought into the desert, he even tried it on him. Let me get, just bring it in. He said, hey, you're in the wilderness, right? And he said, hey, you know, and the spirit led him there, capital S. But look, at, he said, you know what? I, and he used scripture. You know, he's so conniving. He used the son of God. He's like, I know he's all schooled up and knows the Bible. So I'm going to use Bible to try to get him a little off course. You know, the Lord can do that in churches. Have you ever noticed that? Why do we have so many churches? None of you are saying a word. Good. Everybody's looking down like he's not going to make me raise my hand, is he? In fact, he, he says in Matthew 4, he says, look, if you'll just fall down and worship me. In fact, he goes on and says, he says, all things will be given to you. I'm going to make some promises. Man, if you'll just choose, you know, leave that marriage. And, you know, it's always greener over there, right? It's always better. Or You don't, you don't need to, to deal with that. Just come on out and go dancing with us. Again, I'm not against dancing, but if you're doing it in rebellious spirit, if you're doing it for the wrong reason, if somebody's seducing you in a direction, can I tell you, it's full of counterfeit promises. Let's go drop $15,000 on a family vacation. That'll make us happy and everybody will be refreshed. Has anybody ever done a $15,000? Uh, do you come home refreshed and rested? Man, we, cause we got to use every penny to enjoy ourselves, Right. I love what Jesus did, though, when we're tempted. When he was tempted, he used and quoted scripture. See, he knew. He had that familiarity with the word. He knew it. And so when he heard it coming in, he knew which one was counterfeit, that statement of the devil. And he was able to return and reply with, go, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord God and serve him only. Do you see why it's important to have familiarity? Why you have to be in the word? Well, you have to let this be constantly allowing the spirit to guide you. When we look at this, this, uh, uh, this worthless person, named worthless, he was all about position and authority and glory for himself. And he has to lie to you. He has to put masks on and, and I don't, uh, mask tries to make you think it's one thing and it's not another. Have you ever gone to the internet and, and it says that this oil or lotion or cream will uh, stop you from aging? Can, really? Do you ever, have you, now don't raise a hand on this one. And you even bought some thinking, man, if this really works, <laughs> I see a hand in the back. No, I <laughs> got to be careful because it's all pretense. Can I tell you everything the word of God says? It's not about pretense. It is absolutely and positively authentic. The word of God, it's a powerful word. The promises are the promises and everything he says about you is true. So wonder about fraud, forgeries, counterfeiting. It's all about to conceal that he's really not who he wants you to believe he is. Our God's bigger than he is. Yes, he rules on this earth, this plane, until one day Jesus comes back. But through his, the son, Jesus Christ, he's given us the Holy Spirit that is more powerful and more capable than even the worthless one on this earth. 
So the key is don't believe in worthless. Don't believe in worthless. Think about it. Think about it in your own life. Things that maybe you've believed or you're being tempted to believe. Things that are fraud, things that are forgeries, things that are counterfeiting. You say, so help me, Pastor, plug it in. All right. How many times in relationships, you may even be in a relationship that's fraud. Fraud means that they're offering something they really can't fulfill. Oh, I love you if you'll go all the way. I love you forever. Can I tell you, if they really love you forever, they'll honor the plan of God and you'll wait. And then it'll be better than ever. How about your marriage? Uh, are there any forgeries or counterfeiting? How about your relationship with your children? How they're treating you and speaking to you? How you speak to them? Are there, are there things, are there lies that you're believing about? They don't love me. They're difficult and it must be personal. Can I tell you, kids act like kids. You are to act like adults. How about with parents? Or how about this self-image? Stop looking in the mirror right after you've looked at something that's been photoshopped. Guys, can I tell you, there's a six-pack in all of us. Some of us just like to protect and be modest. And so, all right? You know, you don't have to have bulging vein, you know. Nobody's really, how can you hug anybody? You can't even get your arms together. Just be careful that you're not allowing worthless in your life. I am still being refined, and I know you are too. See, I know that I'm not 100%. When I get perfected, it'll be when Jesus comes back, or I go to Jesus. So I know I'm being perfected, and there's still stuff that I didn't even realize that I had bought in and allowed a little worthlessness in my, in my life. That's why this... this Sermon spoke to me. So here it is. You don't believe worthless. You believe God's truth. You believe what the Word of God says. There are on our website and in our app. There's devotions. There's Bible. There's so much available. But you know what? Worthless would tell you. All you need is to go to church every few months, or just have a, 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 an, a, an appreciation for the Savior. But the worthless one's going to come in with his custom-designed seduction to get you away from what God wants for you. And if you don't have the truth, you cannot fight the right fight. And you wind up in a wrong way. So let me remind us of one last thing as we end. Remember what I said about value? Value is determined by what somebody is willing to pay for it. And can I tell you the good thing about our Lord that he saw us before we were born, but he sees us right now, all of our struggles, everything we've had victory in, everything that we still struggle in. And, and way back before we were born, he saw that and he said, let me tell you what, how much I love you. This is how much you're worth. I'm going to lay my life down for you. I'm going to love you this much. And I'm going to allow my body to be nailed to a tree and it's going to be painful, but it's through the eyes of how much I see you, not them not those, you. And he's saying, I love you that much. That is the truth. It's found in scripture and it hasn't changed. And anytime you begin to feel worthless, that is, hear what I just said? You need to call it what it is. And I think now instead of saying that Satan get back, you just look at it and go worthless, get back. Worthless, get under my feet. Worthless, I'm not going to be worthless. You're not coming in my wife, life or my wife. 
Sometimes the mouth just doesn't cooperate. But, but think about that. If we start calling it what it really is, then we can have authority over it because God's given you authority through what Christ did. We are heirs and joint heirs with God because of what he did at Calvary. So we begin to sense and we get familiar with what worthless is. And then we say, I don't want that in my life. And you wind up with worship. Worthship of the one who gives you all the hope because Jesus paid the price. He bought your eternity. He paid for your and my debt. And he sees you every day and longs to be with you. Let's all stand. Just before we close in prayer, though, I want to say this. If you're here today and there's an empty place in you, you've been trying to stomp out worthless things in your life for a while and you're just not making any headway. In fact, you realize that uh, you're kind of on the, the, the losing side of the equation. Can I tell you, it may be that God is asking you to embrace him and that the supernatural God come and invade your life and you receive the gift that's already been paid for. That's you today. I'm going to be here after the church service. I'd love for you to come up. We'll pray, uh, talk, whatever we need to do. I just want to journey with you, okay? I don't want you to go with that emptiness there. And you may be somebody who says, well, I've, I've said yes to Jesus, and he's true in my heart, but I'm still feeling like worthless, worthless or worthless is kicking me around more than me kicking it around. Let's come up and pray together. Two or more are gathered in, in his name, and we pray. He has an amazing effect. And if I'm tied up, find somebody else that'll just pray with you, okay? Is everybody okay with that? Go, "Uh uh-huh. All right. And then as we leave, I want you to leave with your eyes opened a little and say, help me see what's worthless in this world and let me not fall prey to the seduction of this world. As believers, we want to be in line with the scripture and the Lord for great and mighty things as he wants to do. Let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you for who you are for what you did, how you loved us, how you're worth worship. You're, you're one to worship. And Lord, how you have laid before us not only this life, but the rest of our life and eternity. And thank you for your son, what, the, what you did. You bought me with your love and paid the price of my sin so I could be restored to you. You're worthy of my worship, Lord. And as people here, as we leave, Lord, help us see the things, the scheme, schemer in his camouflage and his deception. Give us that spiritual insight, Lord. Give us the courage to call it what it is and to cut it free and to say no more worthless, only the worth that God gives me. May we be your light bearers and not the other ones. May we walk in your hope and in your strength We pray in Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen. Amen. Hug somebody as you leave. And you are worthy. God bless.